Welcome to the Context Machine, episode 602. I'm Brian Chaffin. You told me not to look at the script, so I just oh assumed my that God. you had something else to say right there. <laughs> All right. And, and I'm Jeff Gamut. Uh, check us out on our awesome website, contextmachine.io. And uh, did I just screw it all up for you? Yeah, probably. But you can also use contextmachine.io to reach out to us or no, hold on. No, no, f- Twitter. You can find <clears throat> us on Mastodon, if, if, assuming you search for it at Context Machine. Or uh, we're also now, yay, uh, at Context Machine on Post.News. We are. Yeah. Uh, I gave myself an edit. In the script, I gave myself an edit. But you know what? Twitter. Oh, you did. You did. Right there in the script. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And also, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, uh, you know, you said, well, you have to search on Mastodon. You're Uh going to have to search on any of the social media networks. Or you Um, could actually just go. To post.news slash context machine. See, I can actually just say that. Can you say that? Can you yeah, say, or, I mean, you know, you could say that about Mastodon. You just got to make sure you get the right instance of Mastodon for that to you work. You don't. You just say, go to Mastodon and search for context machine. Um, alternately, we could say, if you go to our website, contextmachine.io, we have links to all of the social media platforms. Uh, oh, yeah, doesn't do that, that sound good? That does sound yeah. good. Does a direct link actually work if you're going to Mastodon? Yes, of course it does. <laughs> Gee, man. <laughs> okay, see, here's the problem. If, if we say, and just go to our website, contextmachine.io, to find all of the social media networks, mm-hmm. it completely takes away the ability for you to sit here and bitch and moan about whatever <laughs> social media network you have your panties in a bunch about this week. It's true, but, but <laughs> it's, it's completely true. And and w- at all times, we must, you know, design the content around, you know, enabling me in all ways. <laughs> Absolutely. So the problem, I mean, the, 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 I, it, it's, it's the fact that there's Mastodon.com and Mastodon.com without the vowels and then Mastodon.social and Mastodon.social without the vowels and who knows how many other instances. It, it, I, that is an impediment for a lot of new folks. A lot of new folks, they're, they're going to get to, they're going to get to Mastodon and, and whatever instance they've arrived at and they're not going to know what to do and they're going to be intimidated by it. Right. And so they're just going to go, oh, I'll deal with it later, or just I'm not going to deal with it at all. And that's my it's, problem it's, with Mastodon. You know, um, if if we were having this discussion a few months ago, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I think we did. Um, yeah, we've been having this for a uh, while now. And we have. Yeah. So, so the, so that complaint uh, a few months ago, yeah, that, that was valid. Uh, but the onboarding process is, uh, is much smoother now. Uh, yes, you still have multiple instances, uh, you know, to choose a server to choose from when you start, but they, but they make it easy. It's less intimidating now when you go to sign up. And, uh, and as Mastodon is becoming more mainstream, what I'm seeing happening is uh, is someone will say, well, I uh, I guess I should sign up for Mastodon because all my friends are on it. And it turns out all your friends are on a specific server. So they tell you, hey, just go sign up for this one. 
And while on one hand, sure, it can be kind of confusing and the onboarding process used to be a lot clunkier, the fact that this is a distributed social network, I see as a, as a strength for Mastodon in the long run, because let's say there's one instance that goes totally space Karen on us. That one doesn't take down the entire service, you know, like Twitter. So uh, it, it can be a self-healing system and, uh, and it doesn't tolerate a lot of the, the, um, uh, dumpster fire stuff that you see on, uh, say, like Twitter. Well, I hear you, and uh, what I really hear is blah blah blah, bonk bonk on the head. I know, I know, <laughs> bonk bonk on the head. Uh, hail, hail, fire and snow. Do you remember when when uh, you reached out to ask me if I would be on board with us starting up the the context machine, just us. And, uh, what, which and time? you said, well, the, the time where, where you said, Hey Jeff, I need a platform that, Oh, uh, after, that after David and I center all around me. And it's, and it's totally an enabling platform for Brian. After, after and, David and uh, I sold TMO that time. Right. Got it. Yeah. That time. And, yeah. And, and you're like, yeah, I, I, I need to have something where it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Can can we do can we do context mm-hmm. machine for yes. that? I mean, yes. yeah, sure. We'll yeah. we'll do we'll do something all about yes. Brad. Yes, excellent. That's all. Okay. That time I actually heard your words. Didn't, See? Did, didn't just hear the blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Ginger. Blah blah blah. <laughs> That's that's a really good fireside cartoon. Uh, right, well, that's so, this week's oh, context machine. We Thanks have for listening. Stop. We have also oh. on po- some other post news. They uh, have added a news feed of vetted uh, news sources. Uh, the content is not curated or vetted. It's that's right. Just- All about animals. So veterinarian news sources. <laughs> the content is not being curated, to my knowledge. Um, it, it's just the who whose content is on there is being vetted and it's, it's legit news organizations. Some of which are uh, f- entire articles that are free to read. And some of which uh, can be read for a point IE or multiple points, IE paying for them a very tiny amount, but you would in fact have to pay for it if you wanted to read it. Uh, but it's uh, very handy. Uh, so far I'm enjoying it. I'm really liking post still. Oh, 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 oh they, removed, post. they removed the wait list. So Context Machine is on post, and you can go sign up on post, too. And uh, there you have it. Great news. Now you can sign up for post and not have to wait to wonder what you're supposed to do on the platform. <laughs> you can wonder right away. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> I still don't understand okay. why people listen to us. I don't either, but they some folks may possibly be wondering why it is that we're yet again talking about social media platforms, and that's because this week, Twitter official, actually, I guess it's since we did the last show. Yeah, yes, which was last week. Which was last week, right. So but basically, the third-party apps, in particular, TweetBot, Twitterific, I to my knowledge, there are a couple that still work. Phoenix, yes. maybe is Phoenix one. Phoenix was shut down. 
when um, as the, well because it it first it was not initially shut down. It 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 was one of the early shutdowns. I just read it, something. It might have been missed yesterday. on. The, like the, oh, the maybe it, the the, maybe the app was still pulling down, but they they like they pulled they pulled their uh, I think they pulled their Google Play. I know Phoenix was one of the apps that was impacted by this. Okay, they, they may have uh, opened up uh, another API instance or license oh, that, yeah, or whatever. That, like a, an older API. Yeah, because oh, I think Tweetbot tried that. Where they were using some older unused APIs, but then those got pulled. So here's no. here's the thing. What they did was they said we can do this, but we don't want to because we don't want to get sued by someone that has more money than uh, they could possibly spend. Ah, okay. But I mean, you you are totally on the right track with with that. So Twitter essentially blocked the API keys that were used by multiple third-party apps, Tweetbot and Not Twitter. Essentially, literally. Uh, okay, fine. Literally. That's if you want to be literal. Mostly pedantic. But I support this. And did so without any communication to anyone. Not to mm-hmm. Twitter users, not to the developers. You know? And, and, the, and the thing, I'll say this up front, these developers were in large part key to Twitter's early success. Right? Yes, I mean, Twitterific and, and, was the first Twitter app before Twitter had it. Twitter only has an app because they bought a third-party app. They bought Tweety. Tweety. Right. Tweety, which was which was a great app. And Tweety didn't exist when Twitterific... No, nothing existed. It was Twitterific. Twitterific made the first app to consume and post... Twitter content. And obviously Twitterific was the uh, app that coined the term tweet that I uh, had forgotten that, but read that in an article from, I think Engadget yesterday. And so, and I get that. Uh, um, I get that Elon Musk doesn't necessarily care about Twitter's or I, I, I okay. I get that. He doesn't really care about, I mean, there's a lot of things he doesn't care about. That's that, I'm, I'm not saying this right. Space Karen don't give a frack. He <laughs> saved but you an edit. It annoys the crap out of me when people who are responsible for early success and growth get no appreciation or or credit later. That it just it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. They're like I, I there's like you, there, there there are some things that you earn, and then once you've earned it, you should be able to keep it. So regardless. With zero communication, Twitter cut their API uh, access, making these apps worthless in a in a in a flash of a second. Yes. All right. Yeah, they it gets worse. They, okay, I'm sorry. What were you uh, going to say? I, I was going to lead into what what it is. It gets worse. But you're on a roll, so roll with it. Man. I'm going to roll with it. They then lied about the reason for it. That lie was indirect. The Twitter account posted, like, you know, cowardly posted something about how they were enforcing longstanding API rules. But there were no rules that that, that nothing had changed. These apps weren't breaking any rules. That was a that was a lie. I believe that that was a lie. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I believe that was straight up a lie. And, and uh, still with no direct communication information. Yeah, no insider information. But I believe that lie came directly from Space Karen. And he told whoever had access to that to that Twitter dev account to uh, to say that thing. And yeah. so they did. And it was a lie. And then a few days after that, they actually changed the rules to just prohibit third-party apps, but again, without any direct communication to these developers who have been instrumental to Twitter's success. A lot of power users used apps like Twitterific and TweetBot. And Phoenix, actually, yeah. Phoenix was supposed to be popular too. I'd never Phoenix I, was really popular. I'd never, yeah. I'd never even heard of it to to, to be honest. But I understand. Well, the great it, thing is there were so many apps. It was a very rich ecosystem. There were so many good apps out there that not knowing about one of them is totally reasonable because there were so many great ones. Thank you. That's very that's very kind of you to say. Uh, the 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 um and and the the, the thing to me, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I I've tried Twitter's app. I did often use Twitter's app on iOS, but for a very specific reason, just to get the notifications of content, because there were some things that I was uh, seeing that way that I wasn't otherwise seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like TweetBot. Most of my Twitter consumption and mo- and what little posting I did was done through TweetBot on my Mac. I mm-hmm. don't love Twitter on the web and I didn't like, <laughs> yeah. I did not like the, uh, the, the Twitter branded app on my Mac. Mm-hmm. I'm I, with you. All yeah. subjective. I'm sure there are plenty of people who like it. Of course. Yeah. I, I do know people that, uh, have been using the Twitter mobile app as their preferred client because it's the one they actually do, do like the best. Sure. And, uh, Great. Good for them. Good for them. That is fantastic. And I also, by the way, for the record, get, I know this is one of the complaints that Space Karen had. I'm going to call him that too for, for, for now that he Great. had awesome. was that Twitter uh, third-party apps often didn't show Twitter's ads, which is one of the ways yeah. that Twitter makes money. Used to make which was a Twitter thing. Which was a Twitter thing. I get that Twitter would prefer. What I here's what I don't understand. Why not change the the the, the API rules to require that the apps show the ads? If you want the ads shown, require that. Don't kill the apps. Well, and if you want if you want the ad shown. It, and it's part of the requirement, then you need to feed the the those ads out. And Twitter wasn't doing that, so which that, is something. By I the mean, way, it was all on Twitter, uh, and and this the, that actually predates Elon Musk's takeover of the company. Yes, I like because yeah. and Twitter did some things to limit third party apps several years ago, but then the, then they, well, they backed they off. They tried to shut them down several years ago, and then backed off, and uh, then it was more of a, a, a and that was under Jack Dorsey. Thing. That was all under Jack. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't understand at that time why not just simply require these apps to show the ads. I don't like just require that. And you know, and it isn't even so, as so much require them to do it. Put the ads in the feed so that 
that they're there. Well, it, yeah, but then the apps could theoretically have pulled them out. Yeah, sure. But so, you don't have an opportunity to deal with that if you're not even sending those ads out to the third-party clients anyhow. So, yeah, it, th- this problem was all Twitter's own making. Yeah, and it, it's possible that there's some Chaffin's razor here and that there's maybe something we don't understand because because this actually does, it seems insane. It does. Now, part yes. of Chaffin's razor is that very few people are insane. But by definition, that means that there are some people who are insane. So sometimes mm-hmm. when you see something that's crazy, they're actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, there's missing information. Usually, usually there's missing information. It's conceivable that there's missing information here because it seems insane that Twitter under Jack Dorsey didn't require ads to be shown and include those ads in the feed. And it's possible that that is still the case today. Regardless, cutting off access is the wrong move. Doing so with zero communication. Of course, zero communication, I guess, is easier when you have fired your entire communications team. Uh, very much so. Yep. You know, because that's not at all insane to do. Right. Right. Uh, this. So I, I, here, I, I have I have multiple problems with this. One is that my preferred way of consuming Twitter is TweetBot. Mm-hmm. To, after having tried many things. And if you're going to take away my preferred way, you can go, basically go shove it up your ass. Secondly, you're on fire I this am week. Freaking pissed, man. The, secondly, secondly, uh I have I have philosophical issues with with not communicating with these developers that are part and parcel of your own ecosystem. Even if you inherited them. I have I have a, mm-hmm. and, and all of the developers have said there's been zero communication, including after they reached out saying what the heck is going on? No communication. Right, still no communication. Right. So I'm and, I'm essentially done with Twitter at this point. I, that that um, could change. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not trying to plant a flag that I can't live by. It's conceivable that something will cause me to change my opinion there. But for now, I am abs- I'm I'm done with Twitter. Yeah. Um okay, so to summarize, uh, the uh uh, third-party app developers had their access to the APIs shut down for uh, uh, violating a long-standing uh, rule that was created a week after that they were shut down. <laughs> and, and that rule was that they can't exist. <laughs> and the rule was that they can't exist. Yes, that would be it. Yeah. Um, I have not used Twitter since the API shutdown happened. And and that's because my client uh, of choice, Tweetbot, stopped working. Um, and you were using Tweetbox on 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 uh, your mobile and desktop. Yes, and uh, and I had several other Twitter clients. I, I loved these Twitter clients and was so much into supporting the developers. Get this: when uh, Twitterific. A few years ago, did a Kickstarter to raise funds to to like do the whole rebuild of their app. Uh-huh. Even though it was not my app of choice, I did the Kickstarter. Nice, paid for the app, and uh, and Tw- Twitterific and, had yeah. a lot of power user features. Twitterific was a fantastic app, and uh, Tweetbot was a fantastic app. Um, yeah, and I I, I liked. 
I, Twitterific had a lot of features aimed at, at power posters and corporate posters. Yeah. Um, and and yes. I, I feel like TweetBot was definitely aimed more at Twitter consumers. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, that could just be projecting my own my own usage on it. But I like the way Tweet TweetBot worked a lot. They, they had a, a little bit different take on on interacting with your content. And I would say for a lot of people, TweetBot with was right up there as uh, you know, like a, a pro power tool. And it really came down to what you wanted to use. Um, uh, I'm actually really excited because Paul, the the creator of TweetBot, he's been hard at work on, on a new app called ivory. What, yeah, is what is that? Ma- I caught mention of it, but uh, didn't, didn't chase it down. That's, that's his Mastodon client. So w- what he was doing was uh, developing a code base so that he could uh, have a, a core foundation that was his social media app and uh, and then basically plug onto it the uh, the module that would make it Tweetbot or the module that would make it Ivory. And uh, and Space Karen made it a lot easier for him to move forward with his development because uh, now he doesn't have to worry about supporting Twitter. So is it going to be a, a I, is like a post of Mastodon competitor? It's a yeah yeah it's a third party app for posting and consuming Mastodon content. Oh Mo, it's a Mastodon client. Yeah, Mastodon. Client. I see. That actually may make Hence, Mastodon more usable. Ivory. Oh, oh, well, you need to check oh, out look at Ice the, yeah, yeah, Ice Cube. The, yeah. Um, Ice Cube. Uh, you know what? I'll make sure we have links to these in, in the show notes. Um, so the apps that I would check out. Well, Ivory the uh, the bait is full, but he's Paul is pushing really hard to get uh, Ivory done and approved and on the App Store right away. It won't be feature complete because uh, because his roadmap suddenly changed. Um, but the rest of the features will be coming. So uh, watch for Ivory. Check out Ice Cube. Check out Toot. And um, uh, there's another one that I've been playing around with that I liked, and I can't remember what it is, but I'll make sure that's in the show notes too. And here is uh, one of the justifiable criticisms, justified criticism. One of the reasonable criticisms about Post is there there is no app yet. I mean, Post is not as far along in its development, um, nowhere near as far along in its development as something like Mastodon, which has been here for several years. Posted on is relatively new. There's no app and there's no PI. Did you just say posted on? Uh, I did, actually. I didn't realize that until you pointed it out. But so post is not as far along as Mastodon in its development. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that people don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's a good thing people don't listen. <laughs> uh, so there's no there's no app for it yet. It is web only, uh, which I don't love. And uh, I'm looking forward to a Mac post client, uh, but there's also no API yet for third-party developers to 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 make a um, to make an app. So if that's your thing, have they said they're going to do that? Uh, they what they have said is that they didn't want to do an app until they had enough things fixed that the that the influx of new users from an app wouldn't basically just shut everything down. Okay. That's actually smart. Yeah, it, it is very, the, their approach to everything has been pretty darn smart. 
They have, to my knowledge, they have not said there will ever be an API. I would personally be shocked if there wasn't an API. I and mean, there's no reason, certainly no reason for them not to do it. They are, they are trying to not do an advertising uh, driven model. You know, if, uh, if nothing else, there will be an API for the content creators to make it easier to feed their content into post. Uh, yeah, at saying, some I point. Hope, I it, hope they would do that. Yeah, you would, you would certainly hope that they would do that. Uh, and because uh, there's already all these new organ- news organizations that are posting Reuters, uh, like a lot of the uh, Reuters stuff, they were pretty fast to jump on to post. I think that post has been doing a lot of outreach with, uh, with uh, uh, publications. Um, Which considering what they're trying to do, that that's smart. Yep. So I, yeah, I don't know what kind of tools they're, they're making available to them, but the point is Mastodon is apparently ahead in terms of having uh, um, third-party app support. And that's great. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know, I, I do uh, 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 jokingly bag on post a lot because because I'm because I'm bagging on Mastodon. It's yeah, it's what right. we do. Right, it's what we do. This this is how comedy works. Um, I know you don't but, actually have a problem with post, but that you prefer Mastodon. Exactly. Whereas yes. I have an actual problem with Mastodon and like post. This is just us. This is how it works. This is the circle of life. Haikuna Matata. Um, which I I learned uh, just recently from a friend that uh, um, when you are in uh, uh, Africa, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about countries on the continent. Okay. Don't say Hakuna Matata. Okay. Because, because you're likely going to be in a country where that's not actually uh, a, a language that is spoken, because there are like seventy thousand different languages in Africa, right? So uh, first, you'll just kind of look like uh, 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 an American tourist, yes, yes, um, yes. But the other thing is, in that doesn't mean the same thing in all the countries where those are words. Ah, so. In uh, in in one instance, that means I may not kill you today. Hmm. Very generous, right? Anyhow, so that's your little Hikunumatata uh, Matata warning for fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. By the way, that was our quick mention of a Twitter update, <laughs> <laughs> and we have several uh, things to talk about. We're twenty six minutes into our half hour show, so <laughs> let's. Let's move on to the, oh my God. <laughs> to the other things. Um, so Apple did something very surprising this week. Yep. And uh, uh, that's the show for this week. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. We should tell them what the thing is, Jeff. Why do it's like, oh. you, it's like you don't even like, I mean, it's like you're not even paying attention or you're just trying to phone stuff huh? in. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. All right. Uh, Apple announced a new home pod this week. I did not see that coming and I did not expect it. And I'm glad that when that announcement came out, I was sitting down. That's fair, man. That is fair. You know, I, if I hadn't been, I probably would have broke my coccyx. Here's what I don't understand. 
why Apple discontinued the Seriously? HomePod. What? No response. No reaction at all to Coxix. Oh no! I just that's a, I've heard you use that word before. Yeah. That's, anyhow, car- carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want me? <laughs> Is that better? I gotta go. I hear my mom calling. <laughs> I don't understand why Apple discontinued the HomePod, thus telling people they should lose interest in this device if they were planning on on introducing another one. Why didn't they just continue selling it? I think they discontinued selling it and and didn't have plans to make a new version of it. It's... Well, I mean, they probably had plans for a second generation model and they uh they put everything on ice because it just it I don't think it was uh performing as a product the way they wanted it to. I mean, for Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Bought it, was- it, it was performing the way it was supposed to. But um No, it was it was it was um, expensive. I I'm not sure It was expensive. It didn't sell well. Yeah. And, uh, and I so I think they that well I assumed they had killed it, but apparently they just uh, put it into a medically induced coma. Yeah. And uh, but did you know that? I mean, so uh, I think it was sometime l- last year. It may have been towards the middle of the year, and I don't. So I don't know if it, if that continued after that fact, but at least until that sometime last this last year in 2022, you could buy a new HomePod to replace a broken HomePod if it was out of warranty. Yeah, because they, they still had a bunch of inventory. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair. They, they, they hadn't been making them for a while. They were just selling. But, but you could still stock. buy one, but only if you were yeah. replacing one that was broken. because of, And it was like, well, this is out of warranty. I can't. Basically, I can't replace this and I can't fix it. But if you want to, you can you can buy one. It was very heavily discounted. It was like 179 bucks or something. Or like, and I was like, wait, are you kidding? Yeah, please. I, I'm like terrified of losing my HomePods. And so I did. Uh, I bought one of them, and and you know it's it's been great since. <clears throat> we, we're like really off track. The point is, Apple announced the new HomePod. Uh, and I, by the way, I'm not a fan of the HomePod Mini. It's the the sounds too thin for me. I don't love it. I I'm a fan of the HomePod Mini for specific use cases. If I would not have, uh, actually, I have a, a stereo pair. And uh, and if do you have a pair of them or just one? I have four of them. Oh, okay. So so you yep. get to hear them in stereo pair. I think they sound much better as a pair than as an individual HomePod for sure. I would not have them as my my primary sound system, but I think as uh, like a little secondary thing, like mine are sitting on the headboard mm-hmm. it, uh, in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I can have these these smaller speakers that are close by and playing nice sound in, uh, when I'm in the bedroom. And it's, it, you know, it, it's fine for that. It's a casual thing, but... Uh, but I would never have a mini set as my uh, my primary audio system. Oh, I have one HomePod. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have one HomePod Mini. I've got four HomePods. Okay, 
Okay. I'm sorry. I answered the wrong so question. And you, by the way, heard you say something that you were not saying. So now, but now I'm on on the page. You have a pair of minis that you use on your headboard. And, and they sound much better as a pair than as an individual. It's like when, when I put them together and set them up as a pair, because originally I had one in the office, one in the bedroom. I thought that's dumb. Why don't I just have a stereo set? And, um, and I paired them. And I was surprised because the the uh, that the audio quality improved dramatically on them as a pair. I mean, it's still not the same as having a HomePod, but uh, and, and um, a HomePod does work better much. by itself than a Mini works better by itself, or the, than a Mini yeah. works better yeah. as by itself. Yeah, uh, I I agree. But yep. also sounds better in a pair. I've got a pair of proper HomePods on my main TV and I would actually like to replace that with a uh soundbar and full uh surround sound and with the with the subwoofer but the See, in- here's a missed opportunity for Apple they they should sell uh, uh a homepod uh subwoofer and have their software set up so that you can buy minis and put them behind you so you have two homepods a subwoofer Two minis and they have surround sound. Uh, yeah, that would that would work. Or even the HomePod soundbar. If they really want to get serious about about. I would love to see Apple do a soundbar. Yeah, and I I kind of I kind of don't think they will. But then I also didn't expect them to bring the HomePod back. So all right, they have brought the HomePod back. We are both surprised. And here is my question. Now you know. This show exists for you to do the research and the meat ask questions and, and pay vague attention to what you're saying. And right. So that I can then text you later with the same question. Right. Okay. You know, it's, I, I'm glad that, that we're both on the same page with how the show works. <laughs> yes. My question is, um, I know that we have, uh, we have, oh, what's the thing? Oh, support for matter which is the new, mm-hmm. we have talked about Matter before. That's the uh, smart home platform that is supposed to be mo- multi-platform supporting. Yeah, it's it's like the, the one ring of uh, smart home. Right. And Apple is a partner within the Matter consortium, whatever they're called or whatever they do. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Matter Cabal. The Matter Cabal. Yeah, I like that. And so that is new. My question is because these things came out at two ninety nine, and what what was the original HomePod? Wasn't it four forty nine? No, it was three forty nine. Are you sure? It might have been three ninety nine. It was le- it was under four hundred dollars. HomePod introductory price. I bet this is going to return all kinds of stuff about the new one. How about if I just launch Mac Tracker? I better put a link to that in the show notes. Three forty nine in twenty eighteen. There you go, three forty nine, and that was dropped to two ninety nine in twenty nineteen, and uh, discontinued in March of twenty twenty one, and the new one is two ninety nine. My mm-hmm. question is, it's and it's got a new processor, or newer processor. It's using the S seven. I don't even know what the S seven mm-hmm. is. It, it it was in uh, Apple Watch. I forget which model, but it was in Apple Watch. Well, and the original HomePod used the A8, if I remember correctly. Um, A8? It was an A-series processor. It might have been A8. I don't remember. But yeah, it was an A-series. 
All right. Ichabod is pretty adamant about this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the support, Ichabod. Yeah, I'm going to mute. All right. So I can't wait for you to tell me or ask me what your next bit of information is. Well, the question um, is, what is new? And more specifically, what did they cut? It, I feel like I feel like they would have made it cheaper in some way, and I don't know that that's fair. Um, it's not fair only because we haven't been able to do uh, a comparison between the OG HomePod and the second gen HomePod. Yeah, and I'll probably um, get one to do that so that we can talk about it. Awesome. All right. Well, then um, uh, sit back and only partially listen so that you can ask me again later. Here's here's what's different. Um, the uh, okay. I believe the woofer is the same in okay. uh, in both of these models, and that Apple is just offering a little more detail in the description for the woofer. Um, we've gone from seven tweeters to five. We've gone from six microphones uh, to four, seven to five and six to four. Yes. Um, but huh. we have added in a humidity and a temperature sensor, just right. like is on the iPad, iPod home pod mini. Gee, man. So you can get, you can get internal temperatures now. You can get temperatures in the room in and the humidity room. in the room. And uh, and just so you know, for your HomePod Mini, when Apple rolls out its uh, HomePod software update, which as we record is probably just a few days away, mm-hmm. um, or then or happened those three weeks ago on. from when I or happened it. three weeks ago, <laughs> 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 right? Anyhow, those sensors will get turned on on your Mini. Um, so, did we know that they were there in the Mini? Oh, yeah, we know they were there. Yeah. Okay, but all right. Yeah. Well, okay. Most of us knew, but you were only half listening. Uh, so the. Um, I'm sorry, what? The. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the um, the display on the top, instead of being the small circle that lights up in the center of the glossy piece. Yeah. It's now like the mini dead, where dead. the whole thing can light up. Right. And bigger than it is on the mini. Yeah, and it's bigger than it is on the Mini. It's sunk in a little bit, like on the Mini, uh, whereas on the original, it uh, it makes like this this smooth, uh, slightly arched top on on the HomePod. Um, still same colors, so black or white, or as Apple calls it, midnight or white. Yeah. Um, here's another change that I have a hypothesis on. Okay. Eight hundred two eleven AC Wi-Fi is gone. And it is now 802.11n, which is the same as what you have on the HomePod Mini. Okay. So they that so just they, makes sense. Well, no. Well, yes and no, because on one hand, all right, uh, they went to an older version of Wi-Fi instead of a newer oh, version of Wi-Fi. It's older. Oh, lame. It's old. Yeah. Um, keep up, Brian. Stay on top of this. No. Um, anyhow, so the um, the older Wi-Fi. And my hypothesis on that is that the primary reason Apple did that was because there's a longstanding problem with HomePods on 
on AC Wi-Fi networks where uh, Siri becomes unreliable or unresponsive, music drops out uh, or just stalls. And, uh, and a lot of the things that you just expect to work simply don't. But if you force it onto an 802.11n Wi-Fi network, it suddenly becomes super stable. And well, that's really one way to solve that. And yeah, so instead of fixing the problem, they just eliminated it by putting a different Wi-Fi chip in there. Um, alternately, they they're uh, using some of the same components in both models, but at the same time, then why didn't they put AC in the HomePod Mini? And my my guess is that it's, they couldn't fix this this AC Wi-Fi problem, and so they're just like, well, then let's eliminate the problem and use 802.11n. Uh, that as makes far sense. as performance goes, it's not going to make a difference for anyone because the bandwidth that you can get over 802.11n is more than enough for uh, for any audio data that you're going to be streaming through these things. Right. All right. Next question. Next question is, uh, I, I'm, what I'm wondering is that cost the cutting down from seven tweeters to five is I'm wondering if Apple didn't find that most people have these things against the wall. Well, these are still going to go all the way around. My guess is that they're different yep, tweeters, but seven didn't need to have as many because of that. Mm, yeah. But also if, well, no, that's true. Cause you don't necessarily know where it's going to be, but yeah, hmm. uh, it, uh, I, I know it may have sounded to our listeners like, the, like it was a setup in the first place. I did have this, this sinking suspicion that something was lessened. And what I had not actually bothered to figure it out is what, and that what is the cutting from uh, <laughs> six to four microphones and seven to seven to five tweeters. And I'm wondering if it will sound as good. I like the way one reason why I have not bothered replacing HomePod for my two HomePods for my uh, main TV is because the HomePod sound is pretty good. It is yeah. not as good for it is not as good as getting a proper sound system would be, but it's good enough that I just sort of coasted on the inertia. And I'm wondering if the new ones will sound as good. I'm looking forward to hearing them. I mean, I I do like the sound from the original HomePod. And it's, you know, when you compare it to Sonos and you go to comparable Sonos products, um, pricing wise, you're in the same ballpark audio quality wise, it becomes very subjective. And yeah, I know some people subjective. say, yeah, it's, they, they sound, they both sound great. And some people prefer one over the other. Um, so yeah, we need to hear these before we make up our, our mind. Um, you cannot pair the two generations of home pods. So if you want to do a stereo pair, you need either two, First gen home pods or two second gen home pods. And you, you can't can get the original generation of home pod on the secondary market. Uh, they're quite often silly expensive. Right. But I think that's going to change now because it should. There's a new model out. It should change. So, 
Yeah, I I never got a second HomePod because I just couldn't justify spending that much money um, on a second HomePod. I already had a sound bar, and and when I'm in my office, I have my audio engine A5s, so why did I need a second one? But if uh, the OG HomePod on the secondary market, if the price just like tanks on that, I may pick one up now. I'm guessing a lot of people at this point will replace their original HomePods for the new ones simply because they want to. I don't oh, think you need to unless there's features that you really need. Yeah, if your HomePod is working, I I don't don't switch don't don't change it out. That I listen. I I have been known to buy new Apple products because I could. There mm-hmm. is no reason whatsoever to to buy a new HomePod to, to replace an existing HomePod. Unless there's a problem with your existing HomePod. If you're thinking, oh, but I really need Matter support. Okay, here's here's what I would recommend instead. Um, go to Costco, buy a HomePod mini for $79. And even if you're, it, you don't even have to use it to, for music, stick it in a closet. Doesn't matter. Because a HomePod mini for under 100 bucks is uh, going to give you a HomeKit bridge and matter support. There you go. Done. There you go. Done. So to summarize, we were both flabbergasted to um, see Apple actually announce a new HomePod after having discontinued it in 2021. Yeah. I honestly did not think this was ever coming back. I didn't either. Here we are. I was getting tense in the years after HomePod was was announced, I was getting tense that we didn't get some kind of, you know, Gen 2 model. And and then lo and behold, 2021 it gets it gets nuked and then I start thinking about how how long how long can I actually, you know, keep using my HomePods until uh, Apple cuts support for them for some reason. And mm-hmm. uh or you know, they actually break. One did break. I was able to to replace it with a new one. I was super excited. And now I don't have to worry about it because I do like them. I, I like awesome. I like having access to Siri around my house. I like mm-hmm. the ability to play Apple Music in particular through it, and to have everything mm-hmm. sync up. That is excellent, um, and the sound is good enough for my TV that I haven't bothered to buy a new uh, proper sound system. Even though I probably will someday. Yeah, there so you there go. You have it. All right. Uh, next up on Apple's uh, announcements, we have MacBook Pro with the M2 Pro and the M2 Max. Mm-hmm. And um, was it? I don't. Was it MacBook Air too? And MacBook Air got an M2 chip, and Where? Mac Mini got an M2 chip. I'm not seeing a press release for that. Oh well, then. Are you sure about uh, that? How about? Oh, I, I'm absolutely certain about it because I have a conundrum now, which is if uh, if I replace my 2019 Intel MacBook Pro, should I get uh, uh, M2 MacBook Pro or an M2 MacBook Air? Um, but I don't think that's new. I though. just dropped. That's, that's the M2. It's it's wait. No, it's um, brand new. The M2 is brand new. No, the M2 is not brand new. For, I bought a for, MacBook for the Pro laptops. with the M2. Before I left on my trip. What's these, new is the M2 Pro. Computers. What is new is the M2, M, the M2 Pro and the M2 Max. That's okay. what's new. So, 
All right. So it still creates the conundrum because the uh, the features that you have on oh, these computers. Man. Dude, way to move the goalpost. That's great. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, whatever. So, yeah, Mac- so I think the, Air- uh, the M2 on the MacBook Air also came out in the fall. Hold on. I'm just going to go back to Mac Tracker and, and double check. <laughs> All right. Um, desktops, no. Notebooks, yes. MacBook Air. Your apology. MacBook Air. Oh, check it out. Yeah. Came out last year. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> okay. Well, still. Now, now we have this M2 MacBook Air and and the MacBook Pro, and looking at the MacBook Pro and and the uh, the Mac Mini, all of a sudden it's like, if I get a new computer, what do I get? Right, and it does become a more compelling question, uh, especially when the difference is the M2 on the Air and the M2 Pro or Max on the MacBook Pro. Yeah. Right? That, 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 uh, that, that it, because... Now you're talking about some some real performance differences. I think it it it's a different conversation than the same conversation I had about the MacBook Pro with the M2 and the MacBook Air with the M2. That's a different conversation than MacBook Mac uh, MacBook Air with the M2 and the MacBook Pro with the M2 Pro or Max. Hmm. Yeah these these computers. Oh my god. Um, so one but, of the biggest reasons to get the MacBook Pro would be to get more memory. Yes, because you can go up to 96. 96 with the, uh, I think it's that's the M2 Max. You have to do the, the M2 Max. Yes, you are correct. And with the Air, yeah. uh, you can get see a ten core CPU. Uh, how much memory, please? Um, where is the memory? Up to twenty four gig of of RAM. Right. So twenty four is probably going to be plenty for most folk. Ninety six going to be way more than enough for most folk. The people that need ninety six uh, gigs of RAM. Those people are a very narrow subset of pro users. Okay, right. I'm not going to argue. That's a a crap ton of of memory, especially with with the way Apple handles memory management. Right, and especially with them being on on board. There's two aspects Mm -hmm. of that. One, you can't change it after the fact, which is been the case for a while but two um it really is a lot faster than uh when you have separate memory chips when you have those cards that you can stick in mm-hmm. the, the old school thing that we used to do yeah so 24 gigs on the air uh on the M2 Pro, it's going to be 24. Interesting. So M2, wait, am I the, oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Pro, uh, why? Th- this is compelling podcasting right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I am very slowly getting there. 
I swear. M2 well, Pro, well, here we well, go. You're figuring that out. Um, when I was on uh, Mac Voices earlier this week or yeah. a few weeks ago, yeah. depending on when uh, when the show actually goes out, yeah. uh, Chuck Joyner brought up uh, uh, something that I thought was interesting. He feels like the pro part of the Apple product names more and more is accurate and uh, and that these are machines that really are targeting serious pro users and uh, um i'm i'm kind of inclined to agree with him which which makes it weird for me at someone that's that's a pro user you know and i i work my machines um i'm looking at the m2 macbook air and thinking this will do everything i need that how weird is that is uh it's it's not weird it's great this is good isn't it Oh yeah, it's really good. But. All right, so you can get 96 gigs of memory if you get the M2 Max with the 12 core CPU, 38 core GPU, which is pretty monstrous. Yeah, or so you're if, talking a computer that's over six grand. Yeah, uh, yes, and uh, so you can. I'm seeing 96. It looks like with the M2 Pro, the, you're limited to 32 gigs, which is still more than 24. Mm-hmm. So the real question for me, for you, because I know that we were actually going to discuss what you needed. Which is so weird, but yes. I know it's weird. Like, I mean, Pretend we, like you're me. Why aren't we? Ta- oh, okay. There we go. So um, the what are you going to Are you going to, is this going to be a replacement for you? This would be a replacement for my 2019, 2019 Intel MacBook Pro. Oh, it's going to be such a such a difference for you. I I very much like my. Uh, I got the smaller MacBook Pro with the M2 in the fall, mm-hmm. and uh, loved it. It was it was fantastic. It was it was fantastic on my trip. It was uh, a great. That's that's it's definitely a device I only use when I'm out of the house or actually when I'm sitting downstairs if I'm trying to trying to write fiction. But I've got to I don't know. Like I have to sort of divide my worlds. Sure, I can't sit at my desk and write fiction because like I don't know. Well, it, it's, see, I I managed to make it about me. The uh, the it's always about you, Brian. The point to for you is how much do you want to spend, really? Because I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, if, right, if exactly. you want the air, the air is probably going to the air is going to be way faster than your Intel MacBook Pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did some pricing, and uh, and for uh, an M2 MacBook Air that would totally meet my needs, seventeen ninety nine, and uh, and for the Air MacBook for the Air, okay. and for the MacBook Pro M2, one of the new ones, um, we're we're looking at uh, almost three thousand dollars. Um, but that money is probably. Well spent. Yep. Do you follow my re- Do you follow my reasoning there? That's it's, I do, it's, and at the same time, is it? Well, you're going. You're okay. You are at the very least going to be getting that much more computer. Am I going to be getting that much more computer that I'm actually really using? That is the better question. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, I look at the specs and I and I can appreciate what I'm getting in the MacBook Pro. Do I need the extra ports? Turns out, no, because well, when I'm at my desk, I plug into a dock. And uh, and all I need is one cable to plug into that. And this is going to be your desktop machine, too? And this will be my desktop machine. Okay, well I'm then, running closed lid mode at my desk. So it doesn't matter if it's a 14-inch or 16-inch display at my desk. Well, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, but I think the real the real issue surely is whether or not it's the other stuff. It's the it's the pro versus the not pro. It's the more memory versus the possibly less memory. It's the more possibly more cores versus fewer cores. Yes. And, so, and when it comes to that, yeah. at the very least, the more you get will make this machine usable for a longer period to, period of time. And, and that is absolutely true. So then the next question is, how long do I expect that I would hold on to the machine? Um, and uh, well, and you've held on to this last one longer than you would have anticipated when you got it. No, actually. Um, no, no, I'm afraid you're wrong. <laughs> oh, oh I, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It turns out that you're the one who speaks. For, okay, got it. Go ahead. <laughs> right. So, uh, um, so I'm sorry. I was mistaken when I when I thought that uh, that I'd stick with my my trend of five years between upgrades, and uh, yeah. So what we're looking at here is what. Um, um, I got this in November 2019, so really a three-year upgrade cycle on this one if I re- if I replace it now. Are you going to trade in, by the way, your Intel device, Maybe. or are you going to hand it down, or are you going to sell it yourself? It uh, That depends. I tend to hand down my devices, mm-hmm, same. Um, which, uh, which works great for family members. Um, but recently, I've found myself turning, I've traded, been trading in more. And yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I I could trade it in. I could I could just sell it, or I don't know. If, if I have a family member that that needs uh, a good computer, yeah, that's I'd probably that's, just give it to them. That, that's another issue, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's, yeah I mean, I look issue. at the cores for the things that I'm doing on my computer. Would I really see? a value in the difference between a uh, a 12 core M2 Pro chip versus the 8 core M2 chip in the Air I don't know I mean I don't do rendering on my Mac <laughs> that actually happens on my iPad and do you are you playing doing um, any gaming no my my gaming happens on my iPhone and it's it's like uh, um the, the one game that I that I play consistently, and when I say consistently, probably a couple times a month, is Bejeweled. <laughs> so it's not it's not a gaming machine at all. Okay. Um, so what about image manipulation? Um, yeah, I I, I use uh, uh, Affinity Photo. Actually, I use the the. Affinity Photo, Affinity Designer, and uh, an Affinity Publisher. You're you're out of Adobe entirely. I am out of Adobe entirely. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Well, I, I, I know. I, Isn't I, that surprising? I I kind of need you to keep up with that in case I have a question. 
<laughs> Sorry, my bad. Let me go sign up for Creative Cloud right Excellent. now. Perfect. Now things are back the way it should be. So when you configured your machine for three grandish, how much memory was in it? 16 gigs of RAM, Ugh. one terabyte SSD. Really? And that costs three grand. It was it was like like twenty eight ninety nine. Well, hold on. I'm looking at the fourteen inch MacBook Pro. Sixteen inch. If I go MacBook Pro, it'll be sixteen inch. Oh, why? Because uh I that's when I have a MacBook Pro, it's the sixteen inch screen. Okay, well that's not a reason. I mean you're trying to decide between an air and a sixteen inch. That's like do I do I really do I do I want a Hyundai or do I you know do I want like uh, uh, a car that is a lot larger than a Hyundai? So uh, here's like the thing. Hyundai's if I'm going are, to spend the extra money on a on a MacBook Pro, then I'm going to spend the the extra money on the bigger display. Now here's the real thing. My analogy was terrible. Oh, I know, but, <laughs> but I was just rolling with it because, because you know, it's it's you, Brian, so I'll roll so, with it. Well, are you doing any mobile computing? Are you Not taking as much your... as I used to. So then yes, why do you want a 16-inch? I... Why wouldn't you get a 14-inch with more memory? And, and, and because, because you're just using it at your desk anyway. For that matter, why don't, you get, a... the, why don't you get the Mac Mini? Because... I tr- I t- I go out with my laptop just enough that a Mac Mini wouldn't work for me. Now that said, I did seriously look at the Mac Mini and think, is it time to just not have a laptop computer? And um, and or to then keep your that to keep your I Intel to pick up computer. Yeah, I could, um, you know, but I know how that for goes. A little longer. I, yeah, I, by the way, it, I have just I adore my Mac Studio. It's a cool computer. The Mac Studio is amazing. Um, yeah, the Mac. The, here's a, here's a crazy thing: a Mac Mini, a MacBook Air, or a MacBook Pro. Any one of these computers, I can easily justify because that M2 processor is kick ass. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty darn good. I question your adherence to 16 inches. And I'm also going to ignore person. all of the possible jokes that I. I'm dying to make, but if you should I draw you a diagram? If you no, do not. That's part of the problem. So if if you're not doing a lot of because you used to, right? You used to spend a lot of time out in public computing. Yes, Year, before, the pandemic, ago, before the pandemic, uh, I was traveling a lot, and uh, and I was working because because we had a social world. I was working at coffee shops and stuff a lot too. And it's possible that that'll come back again, right? For you, for for your personal life, it's conceivable that you will find yourself once again, you know, l- like living life among the people. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I mean, if that day comes. And I realize, oh, I need the extra screen space. Then I sell the 14-inch and get a 16-inch. Yeah, get a 14-inch, man. Get a 14-inch with more memory. Get more than 16 gigs. You, If you want so, this machine to last, the memory is the thing that's going gonna, gonna to matter the most, the RAM. Yeah, and, uh, and a 1 terabyte SSD is my minimum for storage. Absolute minimum. Yeah, the okay, fact that so, Apple sells it for oh, actually, oh, a, a terabyte is the minimum on the Pro. 
Is it? Yep. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, on the air, the minimum is still 256. Or, or 256, yeah. Which is um, ridiculous. 512 is ridiculous. I, I agree. A terabyte <clears throat> should be... I, I mean, you know, all right, whatever. That's that's probably a, a rabbit hole. For all right, day. so let me price out a a fourteen inch okay, MacBook yep. Pro. Tell us what you're with, getting. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. So we're going with the uh, the. Well, see now I need to choose. Do I look at a ten core or twelve core? Uh, for for two hundred bucks, I would get the ten uh, core. Tw- uh, for the Pro, I'm oh, I'm seeing the M2 Pro, twelve core. Oh, because the, I'm look. I guess I guess I'm looking probably at the high end model, because for twenty five hundred bucks, you can get the M2 Max with a twelve core and thirty core GPU. Wait, no, that's not true. That's thirty ninety nine. Yeah, that's thirty ninety nine. A twelve core CPU, nineteen core GPU is twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, and uh, and that has um, um, for I'm uh, let's see. So a one terabyte SSD. Yeah, and sixteen gigs of RAM. Okay, so we'll just call that good right there, right? Yeah, but go okay. with thirty two gigs. That's twenty eight right, ninety nine. Bump it up to thirty two gig. Okay, so now now we're up to twenty eight ninety nine. Yeah. All which, right. Which is less than the sixteen inch and gives you the kind of memory that is going to ensure a longer useful life, even if it, which which means better resale value, or you holding mm-hmm. on to it longer, or better use for anyone that you hand it down to. All right. So let's do a top of the line M2 MacBook Air. And so we will do, we'll max out the RAM. So 24 gigs of RAM and put an SSD in it or a one terabyte SSD and 2099. So it's an $800 difference. That's an $800 difference. That's significant. And it's the M2 versus the M2 Pro. And it's yeah. and it's thirty two gigs of RAM instead of twenty four. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I know I know that I buy things that are net that you know that I might that that may outclass my needs. For instance, I have a Mac Studio, and um, I, I decked out Mac Studio with that. But I I do have this very strong belief in the idea the re- i think the, the practical reality that more memory always equals longer useful life i think that's totally reasonable and uh, and at the same time i'm now wondering um what is the refresh cycle on my end now is it two years because I, you know, I'm feeling like now, the five year cycle that uh, that I've gone with in the past, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Because there are so many new things that are happening. It's not like the old days where uh, you remember how you used to say, uh, "There's one crazy thing Apple could do to sell 
more Macs, and that's to release new models. <laughs> uh-huh. And now they do. And now they do regularly. Yeah. It's really fun. So, yeah, it's cool. And so now I'm thinking, okay, so how, how do we balance um, a faster refresh cycle, which for people like you and me probably also means a faster new purchase cycle with uh, with how much I put in the computer when I initially buy it. Uh, right. Yeah. But, the, so, I, but again, there's also that resale value too. Like, yep, like the, the, the resale it, value. What I've yep. seen very consistently is that there is a sharp differential, price differential in the secondary market for used iPhones in particular for like, you know, minimum spec iPhones versus medium or, or top end spec iPhones. And the, the same thing has been true with, with uh, the Apple's various Mac models. Um, and it's because while the bare minimum spec, if you buy the, like the entry level spec to these devices, that might possibly be actually, I, I think there are times when it's not even useful when it's new but it might be useful when it's new, but by the time someone gets around to selling it, it has become less than useful. And so the price the price reflects accordingly. So you not only get the enhanced usage while you have it, you get a higher resale value. Not, that resale value is not going to necessarily make up the price delta for when you bought it, but it's going to be some of it. And then on top of that, you have the utility that you derived during the years that you used it. And that's that's. An absolutely valid argument. Fantastic. Yeah. I accept your apology. I can't wait to hear about your 14-inch MacBook Pro with 32 gigs of RAM uh, and uh, the M2 Pro. <laughs> now, and see, here's the crazy thing. Um, I feel like I still have useful life in this 2019 Intel. Mm-hmm. And, of course. Uh, and and that's, that's despite the fact that, yes, the fans go... Uh, so much that it sounds like I have a spinning drive in there and, uh, and I do have to, uh, reboot every couple days. I'd say sell it while you can. Yeah. That would be my advice. And I get that too. So I love that we're living in a time with Apple products where this is a, a real conundrum. Do I keep this machine? Do I sell it? Do I do I get uh, a MacBook Pro? Do I get a MacBook Air? And uh, and we're looking at we're looking at all these computers where it doesn't ultimately matter which one I buy because it's going to be great. I mean, it ma- it matters in the sense that will it yeah. meet my needs? Yeah, for, I, I I have to echo that. Despite my advice to get the 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 more powerful uh, device with more memory, you probably won't make a mistake whichever one you buy. Yeah, the, for me, the mistake would be to get the mini, and not because it's not a capable machine. I mean, I I could buy an M2 Mac Mini and have a machine that does more than I need. It's a fact that I do leave my desk with my computer often enough that having the laptop is uh, um, just still a better option for me. Yeah, that uh, it, f- fair enough, and it's all the I mean, you know, it's all the justification you need. I mean, that that that's totes legit. I don't think anyone could argue against it. I would 
Um, I would say here that the closest thing that could be a mistake or not a mistake is simply how long the device is going to be useful. And I believe that your MacBook Pro would be uh, useful for longer. Whether or not that's worth that $800 Delta is ultimately up to you and your, you know, financing mechanism. Yep. And, you know, and what I'm hoping is that this this discussion that we've been having turns out to be useful for other people that are yeah. looking at these computers and trying to figure out what should I get? Yeah, that's the only or reason why we have get? this discussion on the show is is to help other folks who are who are, who are maybe trying to weigh some of this some of the same decision making processes. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's it's not because I actually need help. No, <laughs> no, no. We do. Yeah. We 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 do need to sometimes talk these things uh, out. But you know, yeah. we also know how to do it not on the show. <laughs> we just know that some people find it useful to hear people uh, going through the decision making process. Yep. And, uh, and, and uh, I feel like this has been a great discussion because it's, it's helped me add some clarity to, uh, to this whole process of figuring out, do I need to replace my computer now or not? And if so, what do I get? And so to summarize, you should replace it now so that you can sell or trade in your Intel device while it still has some value. And my advice is to get uh, is to is to spend the extra money if you can to get the device that is going to last you a longer period of time to definitely not get the 16 inch because that makes no sense. And is is rooted in a paradigm that no longer applies to your life, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. The the sixteen inch um before the pandemic was a no-brainer option. And uh and the screen size alone put me in a MacBook Pro. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And but now I can look at it and uh and look at this with more options yep. because a sixteen inch isn't necessarily what I need. Nope. All right. So uh, we are, by the way, at an hour and uh, 10 minutes into a half hour show. Sorry, hour oh, and 14, well. 14 minutes into our half hour show. And uh, we still have the M2, M2 Max itself to talk about, possibly, and more about the Mac Mini. And then, of course, about the the December announcement of Freeform, which I, I really want to learn about, but don't want to take the time to actually find out on my own. Oh, right. So what I'm hearing is you're looking forward to uh, to when we set up a discussion that appears as if we're talking about uh, features together, but I'm teaching you the program. Yes, exactly. Which we will do in next week's show. I think that sounds Look at great. that. We already have topics for next week. Wow. You know, the great thing about, about having all these topics is that, uh, you know, the, the concern about not having enough to talk about isn't an issue. I'm actually in Trello right now, pulling topics from today's show and putting them in a new card for next week. Excellent. That, people, is how professional we are. By the way, I think you kicked me out of the Trello, our Trello board. At the very least, no, I can't I access to it. We, All right, we, we, can talk, that out. we can talk about that off air. I, 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 I'm looking at the Trello board right now, and it says you're in here. Huh. Um, but I'll uh, we'll take a look. Okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, you can do text for it for me for later. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. I'll, I see that everything that is uh, continuing to act as it should. The world is, is working exactly as expected. 
man, I had that timed, but I didn't clue you. All right. Uh, listen, Jeff. Brian. That's this week's Contact Machine, man. Now, if you, our dear listener, have anything to comment on, add, or question, you can write us on context, at contextmachine.io. You can hit us on Mastodon somewhere. Yeah. Do a search for us. <laughs> context Machine. Or you can go to post dot news somewhere slash context machine are um uh and still in keeping with the beginning of the show twitter i i want to point out that all the edits are on on you uh, yeah 100 percent. i didn't create any edit points for you, you you did not and i love you for that the base is by dr boom yes recorded just for this show we gotta let ricky know that that he's got an up that that you got a that. promotion? Yeah. Well, no, that we're that we're recognizing his earned <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> it turns out he you did know, the work, by the way. Who knew? Wow. Yeah. No, he did the work. He he's the one that got that PhD. That's so great. That is great. That is great. Why didn't he give it to you? I that is the question. That is the burning question. Brian. Yeah, just so selfish of him. <laughs>